0: The worst moments of our life.
1: Hey girl, hey, that's bad.
0: Uh, so, speaking of like worst ever experiences. That is the
1: worst ever. I don't feel so bad. And that was my worst audition so, ever. How bad can it be? <laughs> and
0: we feel the pain is best or funny. Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. I am your host, Welcome Christine. to Worst
1: Ever Podcast. I'm your host, Alok Khaled, and with my friend, Christine Lakin. Hi, Christine. Nice to hear from you. Uh,
0: mm, I'm your host, Christine Lakin.
1: <laughs> I'm your host, Alok Khaled. You're and barely thanks, a Christine. host. So good.
0: Let's just So oh. good. Let's just get this straight. You're barely a host you, because you're, you're not barely, even here. You're, <laughs> you're not I'm even busy. in Los Angeles. You're literally walking to a FedEx store in Atlanta right now. You're not even hosting. You're just like on the phone. Yeah.
1: And you just lost your Super Bowl tickets.
0: Oh, I'm going to take back everything I said. How are those coming your way?
1: They're coming along.
0: As many of you know, my husband is a uh, rabid Vikings fan. Mm -hmm. Rabid. And guys, when I say we've had the worst ever luck in football, it has been since the time I've been with my husband a constant letdown. It's been close games. We, there have been bad calls. Like he has been a tried and true fan for years. The man bleeds purple. So, this you have to understand last week's game was like we were screaming. I mean, screaming. Um. Anyway, we are in the playoffs. Uh. So this is you know we're just really cross- crossing our fingers and hoping that like we don't screw up. So um. Anyway, thanks and uh, keep working on that. I we're really like going. Hope hopefully we're going to the Super Bowl.
2: When's the Super Bowl?
0: It is the first it's weekend February in February. 4th. We already have tickets to Minnesota. So
2: wow.
1: plane tickets, yeah. Yeah, they were playing the the New Orleans Saints, which is my team, and we were kicking their ass into the last four seconds. And you should have seen the text thread
0: going back and forth between my husband and I. And Alat was like, oh, my God, these calls are terrible. Ha, look at this. Yeah, we're back, bitches. And then, like, the very end, Alat's (laughs) silent. He's just silent.
2: Radio silence. Yeah,
0: it's like Minnesota Miracle. And I'm like, booyah.
2: Uh, anyway, we'll have to take a picture of the text. I know it was
0: good. Okay, let's get on to more important things. Our guest this week is one of my best friends, Megan McNulty. Uh, we've been friends, and for... one
1: of my acquaintances. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, wow. chime in. Um, we've been friends for over a decade. It is how over did a decade? that happen? Because we have we children, so and time goes
3: by. I know. Ridiculously fast. It's so crazy.
0: Megan and I met doing a, a really hilarious play called Dog Sees God. We did. Uh, which is sort of like a takeoff of the Peanuts if the Peanuts gang grew up and all like were fucked up were and totally had totally fucked up. Yeah.
1: So I Which, was, by the way, I saw, and it's a genius show. Did it was you see great it? Show. I never I
3: knew you saw it till now. Yeah, I
1: saw it. Yeah, I okay. saw it. It was really great. And I was brilliant. The Hudson. Right? Just kidding. You were brilliant. I didn't remember you, Megan, to be honest with
3: you. <laughs> oh Well, it's it's funny because I had one scene. My one scene was yeah. a one-act play in of itself. Yeah. I played the Lucy character. Um, right. She had a different name in it, of course. But, and there was supposed to be a second scene, but we kept trying to fix it and it never worked. I was on roller skates. It was nuts. I don't roller skate. <laughs> and then it got cut. So I had this one scene. But it, I, you were in a mental institution. I was in a mental institution because I have lit the little red-headed girl's hair on fire. Um, and I'm obsessed with Charlie Brown, CB, in the play. And he comes to visit me, and I'm just nuts. Yeah, but I love him. And I was Peppermint
0: Patty, a.k.a. Trisha. And Marcy and I were maybe lovers? I think I had a thing for Marcy. You definitely did, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was like a real B, like a mean girl. And you drank white Russians in the cafeteria. Yeah, we'd put like vodka in our milk and just, you know, <sighs> shake it up. It was such a fun show, but... I feel like the thing that really bonded us because we got that show together and like you and I were kind of like on the older end of the
3: spectrum. And when we say older end, we were like, I was late 20s. I was 30 or 31. But everyone else was like, 22. And we had an 18 year old. Yeah. So we were playing legit teenagers, which I did until I was about 37. Because for any of you, you'll
0: have to look at our Instagram. Megan is a peanut in and of herself. Like she is my height. We are like the same sort of, we share clothes. She's like the only person I can share clothes with in Los Angeles who's smaller than me. It's great. Um, but yeah, I would like, I think, I don't know what it was. I was backstage one day and you were, I brought wine or something because I just got, you know, that's what I do at intermission. Because it was at the Hudson. <laughs> it's the only way to get through. Why wouldn't right. you? You're making $7 a show, guys. I mean, <laughs> we're not doing this because it's, you know, it's glamorous. We're doing it because it's art and it's fun and we're drinking wine backstage. And I think... But you guys got extended, right? Oh, we did. many times. It was yeah.
3: quite... The people yeah. still talk about it. I mean, it was such an yeah. awesome thing in so many ways. It's
0: written by Burt Royal, who you would know. He wrote Easy A. Um, this was the West Coast premiere of the show. Yeah, and, it, had, uh, it had been at
3: the Fringe Festival, I think, in like 2003 in New York, and we did it in 2008. Yeah. so well,
1: It was on Broadway as well.
3: It was off Broadway. It was off Broadway, yeah. yeah it was like oh, Eliza Dushku and, um, <laughs> Eliza and America Ferrara right. and Eddie K. Thomas, that whole crew, and then we did the uh, West Coast premiere, and we're still, I mean, we're besties from it, but we still keep in touch with everyone from that cast. Yeah. It was It was kind of amazing. It was
0: a, it was a good little crew. I remember Megan looked at me, and she's like, how are we going to open this? I was like, oh, girl, I got yeah. a wine
3: key in my no, purse. No, I te- did. I te- I'm like, did we have texting then? <laughs> yes, That's Megan, right. we had texting. It was 2008. I texted her on the way to the theater and I, I brought the wine. I was like, I have the wine, but shit, I forgot a fucking wine key. And Lakey writes me back, texts me back, I have one in my purse. And I wrote, of course you do. <laughs> and we've been friends ever since. And thus a friendship was born.
0: Um, Megan was in our live show years ago. Like, one of the very first live I think shows. It was the first. And you have a great story that I want you to tell. No, to it wasn't tell. the first.
1: It
3: wasn't okay.
0: It the was first a- or the second? It was. It was. Well, you did it when you were pregnant. I was pregnant with my daughter, who's now six. So there you go. Yeah, six years. Um, but you have a really funny. Sh- I mean, Megan has so many. Awful I have a lot of worse stories. in my life. <laughs> a lot of audition stories, but the one of my favorites. This is good. You ha- that you have to tell. Okay. was it Zales? It was oh no, it was K jewelers. Okay. Come on. K
1: Jewelers, K, K.
0: Every kiss begins yeah. with K. Uh, Not a sponsor, Every kiss I...
1: begins with K. Oh, Thank okay. you. All right.
0: Um, so I want you to I
3: want you to retell this story for us. Okay. So um my husband has a cousin, a legit blood cousin, a second cousin, but still a legit cousin, and he's gorgeous. I mean, he's a model in the true sense of the word. His name is well, his real name is Robert, but he's been known as Rib his whole life. Rib
0: Hillis. Um randomly who I did oh, a yeah. movie with years before, before that. I wow. knew Megan and this random movie that I did in Turks and Caicos, that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, but he I, I knew him from it and he was yeah. like
3: the like I see this photo album at your house one day. I'm like, that's cousin rib. So he's he's hot cousin rib. Yeah, hot cousin rib. Christine knows him as hot cousin rib. So um I'm sitting at uh what used to be that casting office um Oh, it's casting now like cafe. a casting cafe. Why did they call it that? It's now like a drop dog grooming something. <laughs> anyway, I'm sitting there because I got called in for K Jewelers Fine. And, you know, normally the waiting room is packed, but there was no one else there. And the door opens and in walks... My husband's cousin, Rib Hillis, in an eggplant suit, which just didn't make any sense. And because there was maybe one other girl, there were clearly no other men there. And I looked at him and he looked at me. My heart sunk because I knew, fuck, I'm going to have to kiss him. I look horrified. He looks ecstatic. He looks at me and just smiles. I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Because you always have to kiss in these commercials. The whole thing is that a guy gets down on his knee, he oh, asks you yeah. to marry him. I had been to the... You've been to these auditions, yeah. right? I had been to maybe one or two before. And then the camera literally does a 360 around well, you. no. In the audition or the ones I... And in this one, they don't have that. They can't do the 360. So you... When you kiss them, you have – I'm fast-forwarding to the story for a second. You have to shuffle around one another in a 360-degree <laughs> circle oh, as you're holding the kiss. Oh, my God. So he's ecstatic. So they can get all angles
2: it's from, romantic. from yeah, the camera. camera. It's
3: ridiculous. So we go in, and he's kind of joking. And the cameraman is, you know, completely not interested in Rib's long-winded story about how we're cousins. He just wants to finish his day and get the fuck out of there. So Rib is going on and on, and it's an improv spot, as most of these, you know – Most of these auditions are. So you have to improv your way into the proposal. And it's like, dude, you could say anything you want to propose to me to make this less awkward, right? Um, (laughs) And this had always been kind of a fear for my husband that like, you know. One day Rib would sweep in. That I would like, yeah, one day (laughs) Rib would sweep in and steal me away. Um, So we go into the improv and Rib is like – Megan, from the first moment I laid eyes on you, you were the only. And I'm just, I'm vomiting in my body. It's just <laughs> disgusting. And I'm like, Rib, can you just like do the bare minimum and just do the proposal and let's just get, you know, get done with this? So he does that, and then he kisses me, and we have to hold it, And hands Shuffle on cheeks, and shuffle around each other in a circle. And it's just, what are
0: you
1: second
3: so cousins? Awkward. I guess that would make you, well, second yeah, cousins? well, by marriage. Gross, Um, still Let's
1: be clear, you're not related
3: Yeah, but still, it's its No, but it's my husband's cousin And it's someone that he definitely was Sorry, Stuart, but like, yeah Threatened by, like, in in a loving way Like, really? And I know this because when I left the audition I get in my car and immediately call Stewart, and he's so upset. And I'm like, I just kissed Rib. I neglected to say I just kissed Rib in a K Jewelers commercial audition. I said I just kissed Rib, and he's like, What? What? Oh my god! What? And I'm like, No, it was an audition.
1: <laughs>
3: oh my god! Um, Rib just ate it up. He thought it was the best thing ever oh in his eggplant god. suit, holding a kiss with my cousin.
1: It's it, let's not call it eggplant. It's aubergine.
3: Okay, uh, well, what's the difference?
0: I, I don't know. I, mean, I think this was. I can. I can envision this. It's just a random detail.
3: Yeah, I think and, it's probably from Zara. It's probably eggplant. I didn't book the commercial, so that's fun too. <laughs> you
1: know. And Zara didn't exist at that time. Christine. Zara
3: didn't. Two thousand. No, I don't know when this
1: was. Not in. Not in L. A. Go ahead.
3: Anyway, so that he was, was an international model. You never know. You never know where he was getting it that was from. so awkward. he's now married to um an amazing um ballroom dancer from she was on early seasons of dancing with the stars and it's like she's cool it's a it's a total joke, but like
0: oh, it was awkward.
3: My poor husband he I was worried
0: i by the way, like kissing someone in an audition, especially a commercial audition in which you've never met the person granted, I get it that's the whole point of their auditions but There just couldn't be anything worse.
3: Yeah. I agree. Kissing in any audition is awkward, but especially a commercial audition because they're just their own breed of weirdness. I mean, you know, it's like...
0: I think I did it once and I was like, I'm never kissing anyone again in a commercial. I'm just going to say no. Yeah. Sorry. No. I draw the line. Not doing it.
3: I mean, and he's taught. He's taught my husband six foot four. I think Rib is as well, six foot three or four. I'm fu- I'm four eleven and three quarters, to tell you the truth. It's just weird and on my tippy toes, shuffling
0: Wait, around.
1: Wait, ho- hold on a second. Can we can we go back? Can we go back for a second, Christine? Yeah. Did you just say I'm never kissing someone in an audition?
0: Not in a commercial audition. No. Why?
1: Well, because it's just what. Well, like, why? Why not?
0: Well, think about it. You. I mean. It's one thing, I guess. In this if, day and age. <laughs> it's just weird. Like, if you book the job, then I guess, you know, that's it's a different question. story. But in an audition, you know, this is like the first time you've ever met the person. You're not, it's not even a callback situation. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what kinds of herpes people have. I'm serious. The flu's
1: going around right now.
0: The flu's going around. Like, that's, it. there's kind of like a hygiene Element. Well, I'm just,
1: I'm just curious. I just never thought that you'd say no to that.
0: <laughs> Why? What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> I, you have... I
1: just, I mean, you know, do you, you remember... want the job?
0: Mm, I don't want it that bad. I don't
1: know that I want. I it know, anymore. but commercials Let's pay a lot of money.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: but they pay a lot of money. If they well, run. not
3: anymore though. It's a mixed bag now. It really is. I kind of mean, a mixed bag. And like, you know, we're old now. Like, I don't want to drive to Santa Monica at five p.m. on a Friday. You know. Not when you got two kids, dude.
1: So. Well, well, lucky for you, half the casting places are closed down. This is true. So,
0: um, yeah. speaking of two children, <laughs> Megan has uh, Megan has a six year old six year old girl, Mackenzie. We call her Mac Mackers, and um, and Huck, your son, who is now
3: eighteen, 18 months. I can't wow. believe it. Wow. I had Huck shortly after you had Georgia. Georgia, yeah,
0: they're really close in age, actually, which was so cool. So Megan was, okay, when Megan's pregnant, can we like post a photo of you pregnant? Yes, because I was a science experiment. She she has a belly like I've never, now granted, I thought mine was fairly big. Megan's Torpedoes. Torpedoes, yeah. It goes into yeah. a torpedo shape.
1: It was huge. It, it was, was alien huge. And here's mark. the huge. thing. When I'm
3: pregnant, it was like this with my daughter, but even more so with my son. I don't show anywhere else. No. So I would be, if you saw me from the back, you'd be like, oh, hey. And then i turn around and people would go, oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't show anywhere else. So it just all went forward. I'm not kidding. The last month. Miserable. I would topple forward. I couldn't stand up straight because all the weight was there. Um, and he was only six uh, six pounds, eight ounces. Yeah. Which isn't giant at all, but for me. Yeah. It's real big. It's real big for me. Real big, guys.
2: Were you just in pain the whole time?
3: Um, it the was end summer, was, too. Yeah, it oh. was summer. It was so hot. I, I mean, that last week... Christine we were knows doing I, everything. I did um which plays into the story. I did um acupuncture twice. Or yeah, acupuncture twice. Because you were past your due date at that point. No, I wasn't. Oh, I was weren't. a week before my due date, but I was like, get him get, out. Yeah, stop. I did um I was like a hundred degrees in the valley. I did um the spicy Indian food. P.S. That oh, we salad all thought he was going to be so early too. Yeah, we thought he was going to be like two to three. Oh yeah, weeks I was planning early. for him to be a, week, a month early, and he wasn't. Um, that salad from that restaurant in Studio City—it's yeah. a, oh, a sham.
1: I'm going to—I'm just going
3: to say it right now on the podcast—it's a sham. It doesn't work. So there's a salad in
0: Studio City at this place called. Something El pizza, coyote. Ch- El coyote. Ch- I,
3: I don't know.
0: know. It's, it's on to They have, it's on the menu. It says the salad because so many people have gone, it's the dressing really. And I don't know what's in the dressing. I drank dressing. that dressing.
3: I drank two things of it.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> doing
3: shots of dressing. and that But that was before.
0: <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> But yeah, there's, I mean, there's all these like weird wives deal. I mean, foot massages. Yeah. You know, nothing was working. What?
3: Oh yeah. Just to get yeah. reflexology. Yeah. That's get supposed them to out. help too. So it, like a whole week goes by of all of these things. Yes. Yeah. And I, and my daughter had been like three days of induction. I went to the hospital too early, so I really didn't want to do that game with him. And it's your second, so you, you know a lot more. And I was committed to just like letting labor happen. I didn't actually ever go into labor with my daughter. Come to find out, I don't go into labor, period. I, the doctors had to break my water in both cases. Um But a week before he was actually due, I went in. I said, I'm miserable. You have to induce him on Monday. I ended up having him on Saturday, two days before that. So I was planning on getting induced on Monday. My uh, doctor that delivered my daughter was away. And then, so do you want me to go into this? Yeah, yeah. So this is is the worst birth. Now, granted, I get my boy (laughs) at the end of it. So it's miraculous and amazing. And truly, I feel like I am the most powerful woman on the planet now because of what happened. But I'm not going to lie. It was fucking awful going through it. It was awful. And when Christine found out that that is how it went down, I mean. Yeah. So it's Saturday at about, I don't know, 6-ish p.m. And I'm going to get induced on Monday. And I'm just so uncomfortable. And I'm just sitting in, you know, in the heat in my house. I mean, I have air, but it doesn't matter. It's still so hot. And uh, my friend Jenny was supposed to come over to hang out with uh, Mac um, just to give me a break. And we were going to go to... um, Oh, the Americana to the fountains. And thank God we didn't go because if we had gone, I would have had him in a car. (laughs) So she rolls over and I'm finishing the spicy, spicy Indian food from the night before. And I don't do spicy at all. It was, I mean, I was in such pain um, from eating it, but I was like, I got to eat it. I got to eat it. And she gets there and about 15 minutes later, she's making dinner with my husband and I start having contractions. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, I'm going into labor. This is so exciting. It's actually happening the real way. And we had had like the bags packed. Of course, there's all the last minute stuff that, you know, the brush and the toothbrush and whatever, pillows that aren't like ready to go yet. But it was all kind of in his nursery ready to go. But so, they were also kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like they
0: weren't really like, oh, cool,
3: it's happening. They were sort of like, oh, that's yeah. nice. Because, you know, remember, I had with my daughter, it was three days. Even though seconds come faster, I'm thinking faster means a day, a day right. and a half, maybe twenty. Twelve hours. No, hmm, no, no, nope, no. Nope, nope, nope. So, within about ten minutes of me logging contractions on my stupid app, um, it it turns really bad, really quickly. And I come out of the bathroom. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and I start fucking convulsing. I'm convulsing and I'm shivering. Side note: I live in Burbank, and I won't go into the whole story. But there's this whole folklore about these green parrots. I'm not kidding. These i don't know they came into pasadena at some point and they inhabit burbank um and so as i'm convulsing my friend and my husband are out and my daughter are out in the backyard because there's like a bazillion green parrots flocking the backyard and they're like and so you have to understand i'm a like super by the book type a achiever my husband's in the military he's very like regimented and everything is logistical jenny's like this like Little hippie, hippie fairy. She manifests parking spots, and come to find out, she manifested my son that night. So she's like flitting about being like, it's a sign. It's a sign. And I'm just, I'm, I think I'm going to die because I didn't have real contractions with my son or I me mean with my daughter. Um, you're looking at the parrots. You're on the floor. I'm on the floor. Oma, my husband's mother comes over because she was part of the whole plan. We had a whole plan. Nothing in the plan happened. She's standing at the doorway like, what's going on? And I'm like, <laughs> not now, Oma. And I'm trying to roll on that stupid ball and I can't even walk to my door. And that's when like the absolute. It's the definition of fear to me. The fear set in and I really thought two things. I thought I would have him like in the car, but I also thought I would die. I actually thought I was going to die having him. We get in the car and I remember my husband had the air going in my RAV4 and he had like classical music playing and I was like, what the fuck is this? Shut this shit off. (laughs) And he's like packing the car because he doesn't quite get that like I know. and It's not just like some contraction, like something's going on. I know this is happening. So Jenny's like, I'll see you there as if we have all the time in the world. And in the movie version, we're driving to St. Joe's Providence, which is about three minutes from my house. Um, In the movie version, I say to my my Stuart, my husband, Stuart, I say, no matter what, just get me my epidural. Cut to, I can be graphic, right? Oh, yeah. Cut to me in my room naked on all fours. They, like, couldn't even get her checked in. Stewart, he was
0: trying to check her in. She's screaming. There's no epidural.
3: Stuart pulls up to emergency. He's, like, getting I, – all I wanted was my purse, and he's, like, taking out, like, one, two, three suitcases. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I just want my purse. He goes to park. He has a whole nother story of what was going on with him. My friend Jenny brings me up. I'm just screaming in the emergency room. I have visions of me birthing the child there. Um, the er, orderly comes out and he's like, orderly, what am I saying? The nurse, (laughs) orderly. (laughs) He comes out and he says, so on a scale of 10, I'm like a 10, we're at a 10, we're at a 10. So they bring me up. That's when they strip my clothes off and I'm on all fours naked when my husband walks in. Meanwhile, Jenny takes my very neatly typed birth plan, crumples it up and says so much for this and actually (laughs) throws it in the air. And they tell me I'm about to have him time watch. My um, contractions start at 7.13 p.m. It's about 8.05 or 8.10 p.m. at this point. So like that's – Less than an hour. have
0: not had a baby, that's a very quick time to go from zero to
3: I was in active labor. The whole part of the story of like trying to get to my front door and the car Mm -hmm. ride, the very short car ride. I had my son in less than two hours that night. Um, They tell me I can't have an epidural. They tell me I'm at eight centimeters. Because there comes a threshold where they just
0: won't give it to you anymore.
3: And I just, I I refuse to believe them. And I'm thinking, well, I'm a type A achiever. I can do anything and I'm going to hold them in. Like, I'm going to wait. And I know how it is. It takes like an hour to even get the guy up Mm -hmm. there to give it to you. And I keep saying, no, 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 you don't understand. I don't. I plan for everything. And I didn't plan for this. Like, I didn't have a doula. I didn't plan for natural childbirth. I don't do natural childbirth. That wasn't something I cared about. I'm 98 pounds when I'm not pregnant and 4'11 and three quarters. And my husband is a giant. I don't do this and I'm getting it so this went on for – like I have time to waste, by the way, and I'm like wasting the little time I have arguing with the nurses to the point where they start screaming at me to snap me out of it because I wasn't hearing it. They're like, you're having him. You're having him now. There will be no epidural. I'm cursing. I'm crying. I'm screaming. Jenny looks at me and she's like, you can do this. No fear. And then I just start fucking sobbing my brains and I'm like, I can't. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And at that point, that's when I went like totally inside and I said a little prayer. I was like, God, thank you for blessing me with one girl and one boy. And I'm glad I will give Stuart a a boy and then they will come to my funeral because oh I will die. God. And I really believed it. I truly thought I would die, which, you know, on a, on a, on a more meaningful note, it just sucks that like that was my – You know, just like the spirit of fear that I think women or whatever. Sure,
0: but but that's the thing. You you didn't plan for it at all. You didn't wrap your brain around that for nine months. Exactly. This is what I want. There's so many people like I, I, you know, me. I wanted a natural
3: childbirth. It never goes. What I wanted.
0: That's what I planned for. That's what I did research on, and
3: that didn't happen for me. Yeah. Um. So So, he, you know, I finally, I think I'm gonna die, and (sighs) I just close my eyes, and at that point. And here's where, you know, it's natural for a reason. Like your body's meant to do it. The, the contractions got so intense, he started to actually come out. I had no choice but to push. Like you yeah. have to just do it. Yeah. Um, Jenny had left by then, and we're, you know, she had we had the list of you were on the list, Christine, to text. Right. Nobody got texted. So as Jenny's leaving the room, Stuart is screaming, call Meg's parents, 609, 208. Call my parents. I mean, this I'm like, this is our second child. Why is this so crazy? It shouldn't be this way. Jenny goes into the hallway and tells me later. I, I'm part of an acting studio which I'm sure we'll talk about but it's very you know universe and vibes and we always send out these emails when you know you're network testing for a show or when you're about to have a baby <laughs> and she's like no fear you can do this so the last thing I said to her was start the Warner email that's our, our boss at Warner Laughlin Studios so she goes out in the hallway and starts to craft this email she doesn't get to craft it because she said to the nurse so are we talking like I don't know an hour or two and the nurse has said no it's happening she said well when? Now. And then I'm, like, blood-curdling screams like I'm getting killed. Um, So basically the rest is I bit my husband. He (laughs) drew blood. Um, Blood is streaming down his arm. I asked for a washcloth. And I bit it hard and I pushed my son out. God. And the whole thing from the first contraction, before the parrots came, before I went into convulsions, the whole thing from start to finish of me meeting my son was an hour and 52 minutes, less than two hours. That's crazy. He came in less than two hours total. That's crazy. Um, And it was miraculous because... I don't want to get too whatever, but, like, you feel every – I mean, it's kind of a, it's an amazing thing. You feel everything. I had a massive epidural for my daughter, and I grew up a dancer. I, like, know my body, and I couldn't feel jack shit with her. Um, but you feel everything, and then he comes out, and because I didn't have drugs, I was so – alert. And he was so alert, dude. He like, yeah. he comes to my chest immediately and he looks at me and I'm so, oh, by the way, I don't even like really pay attention to him because I'm so proud of myself <laughs> that Stuart and I are like high-fiving and I'm like, I'm amazing. And he's like, oh my God, what just happened? You're amazing. And we're like hugging and high-fiving and then they're like, do you want to hold your son? And I was like, oh yeah, I do. And for a split second, I thought, oh God, do I already have postpartum? Do I not like him? And then I was like, oh no, I just have to congratulate myself because... Cause I'm cool. <laughs> but that just happened. Oh, so Megan. then he comes to my chest and he <laughs> looks at me and I looked at Stuart and I said, what is he six months old already? He was so aware and alert. And the nurse is like, yeah, you, you're not on drugs. And then of course, after that, I was like, give me the drugs now. Give me the drugs now. <laughs> yeah. Now everything hurts again. So long story, God. but, um, worst birth. Very scary. Very scary. But did
1: you, did you eat your placenta?
3: I sure did because christine actually i you were we the both big ate our yeah i had it in pill form that is that was done
0: i in mean six i didn't months. like like grill it up with the side of fava beans but mm. yeah. <laughs> no we both had it um yeah. encapsulated and yeah i even have a tincture my capsules I have a tincture are long gone the tincture's, gone. Gross, the tincture's gross i'm gonna
3: agree with you on that one i
1: have hold on yeah. Hold on, Tincture. Okay. So wait, with the first one, with Mac, you didn't eat the placenta.
3: No, it wasn't quite a thing yet in 2011. Not for people like me, like really cool women. Who, no, I'm you know, just so
1: curious. So is there a difference? Did you notice a difference by oh. with the second?
3: Absolutely. I didn't have postpartum with Mac, um, but I definitely had dark days. Um, you know, the days where my husband's lifting me off the floor and I'm in a pool of tears. He's like, you can do this. You know, yeah. you have, I had days... Um,
0: I your hormones have... are all over, over the, place. the place. And I... like baby blues is a little bit of a different thing than postpartum. Yeah. And postpartum is a real clinical, real, you the know, baby... issue. But there are days where you're just like, you are You have this thing you love so much, but God, you have like your emotions are just like I a roller coaster.
3: And with Huck, um, I had one placenta pill every day for six months until they were gone. I, not a single... Sad, dark mo- moment. Not a moment. I was happy. I was. You now, granted, it's my second, so you know, you, I, I felt more confident in what I was doing as a mom. But I remember thinking every day, like, wow, I feel great. I feel great. Yeah. And my husband was kind of like, Ugh, what are you doing with these placenta pills? This is so bizarre. And then he was the biggest fan. He's like, can you take them for the rest of your life? <laughs> He's I like, think can I... still have some in my freezer. Oh, and then I found one. They're little blue pills, and I found one like under the drawer, like by vitamins, like a, a couple months ago. And I was like, "Oh my god, a blue pill!" And I like <laughs> swallowed it down so quickly. I was like, "Oh, there's one left. They're Natural so happy pill. They're so awesome.
2: It's so funny. So <laughs> weird. I know it's so weird. Dude, so what's weird. actually in? The, I mean, it's placenta, but I mean, like, what? They freeze or what, dry it. But breaks. what's the actual like? What Like what are the nutrients? Like what is – I guess what's the well, – They say
3: your placenta is the best nutrients your body will ever have when you're pregnant. And then when you just – they throw it out, you're just getting rid of it all. So you're just putting it back yeah, into so... your body.
1: Mm. Like like Stephen, have you ever seen like um, puppies being birthed? No, I've
2: never watched <laughs> never witnessed puppies a puppy being birthed. Birth. I've never what's witnessed a puppy you? birth. Or or cat. Oh, I've, seen cat, I've seen cats I'm being pre- born. I'm
1: pretty much I'm pretty much like the doula. I've done dogs. I've done Christine. You are. Uh, I've done <laughs> Alyssa. Like of I've done it all. So like when dogs or animals have their babies, they they eat the placenta around them.
0: Yeah, we're the they only the mammals sack. that stopped doing it because it, uh, it was like considered like gross. Or, for, yeah. But they used to do in this like you know in different times in history. People did it. Sure, certainly, I'm sure in the cave days they did it. And then uh, again in the 70s, there was a resurgence, and a lot of women were just literally frying it up or
1: whatever. <laughs> I and wonder. I wonder if anyone's ever been allergic to their placenta.
0: I have,
3: that's a good question. I haven't heard that.
0: You know, they, well, you, they have to do a test on it right after you birth the placenta oh, to right. make sure that there isn't, a, a, you know, a, a virus or anything. If it tests wrong, then they yeah, can't give it, it to you. Yeah, and if you've had
3: certain things, procedures done to you or things put into your body when you're giving birth, sometimes the you can't have your placenta. Yeah. But anyway, Hmm. I know you learn something new every day. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know.
2: I don't think my mom did all
3: about placentas.
0: (laughs) She was Um, also in
2: labor for like 12 hours. Oh yeah. Uh.
0: Yeah. That was like me. I was, mine was even more than that. My 36, something crazy. Mm. Um, so Megan, uh, I want to talk a little bit about what you do, um, in your other life. Children. Sorry, and trying like dog- having <laughs> dogs. Dog. So my dog is trying sorry. so hard to get Megan to pet him. Oh, I'm um, sorry, I'm being
3: so mean. Uh, so you're a you've worked at Warner Laughlin Studios for how long now? I've worked at Warner Laughlin for, for the same amount of time I've known you. Wow. In 2008, we did the play, and in 2008, I I met Warner, and I've been uh, training with her since. And in 2011, when I was pregnant with my daughter, she asked me to um, uh, kind of take over her her youth program. I have a Master's in special ed. So being an educator is something I've always done, um but not not acting, not teaching acting. I've you know had a I've had a private tutoring business for almost twenty years. So I've run the teen program since then. I still do. I've created a, a master teen class that models the master class we've had with Warner for so many years, which is awesome. And then in two thousand and twelve, I think a year after that, she asked me to take what I did with the teens and apply it to adults that were either coming to the business for the first time or maybe hadn't done it in a while, Um, models, um, pro athletes that were getting opportunities that didn't, yeah, it's true, um, that didn't have the training. And it's called the Foundation Program, and I run that also. So I teach and run the programs for Warner, and I coach a lot of clients through that. Um, And then what else? Oh, and I'm an adjunct at UCLA now. I just taught my first um, on-camera What do they call it? An on-camera acting for the camera, which Christine came in as my first industry guest. I did. It was very fun. They have a um, they have a great year program that's under the School of Theater, Film, and Television, and I'm It's like their professional program. So,
0: yeah, like in we've talked about this a lot, but in the 20 years that you've been Mm. private tutoring, you know, you've gone into these people's homes. You've become like family to so many of these kids. And seen them off to college, Mm -hmm. I mean, from grade school and, you know, the whole thing. Um, But there have been some (laughs) families that you get to know really intimately, maybe more intimately than you desire. (laughs) Uh, But there have been a few funny stories that have come out of the tutoring side.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's nuts because, you know, these families I've worked with, I started the business in New York in the year 2000? yeah. And uh, then, obviously, started up when I moved out here. But you know, it's such di- I become, like you said, I uh, just immersed in these families in such an intimate way, I become part of the family. But the families are all so like vibrant and so diverse. So there's everything from you know the investment banker on the Upper East Side who like owns the big Apple Circus to you know the the hippie divorced couple that still lives together in, you know, on the Lower East Side and runs a group therapy session in the living room as I'm tutoring, but they also (laughs) run a spa. I mean, in every family in between, Uh, you know, rat mogul up in the estates uh, on a street I've passed a million times, but you don't know it's up there until you drive up the windy, you know, um, driveway. I mean, I've had, I've had countless, so many students and families. Um, and because I'm coming into their home, I really get to know them. Um, let me see some of, the, some of the good ones. I mean, oh, gosh. I, ha- <laughs> I had a mom offer to – this relates back to Dog Sees God. I had a mom offer to pay a friend of mine, um, you know, because we played teenagers for so long. She offered to pay a, a guy friend of mine who still looked like a teenager oh, to take her daughter to the prom. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> and he actually, and he uh, he wanted to do it. <laughs> he looked really young. Like, he could still, yeah.
0: he was, what, 30? Was I mean, 30? We, yeah. But he could, he was still I mean, passing for, like. Yeah.
3: I played like a, a 16-year-old on TV when I was 29. Like, this yeah. is the world I, Yeah, yeah. And I called him, and he was like, absolutely, I'm in. It, it didn't end up happening, as it should not have. But, yeah. like, come on. But
0: there are, there were times at which, you know, parents would go kind of like, you'd be like, mm,
3: I don't know where we're crossing an ethical line here. (laughs) And I mean, I've always been that way too, because I'm so petite. They're always taller than me. And there I am at like, you know, I've gone to so many bar and bat mitzvahs of my many families. And I'm at like the bar mitzvah and my husband's like made to come with me and he's sitting there, you know, drinking, whatever. And I'm like doing the robot dance with a bunch of 12 year olds (laughs) because I'm Megan the Tudor. I mean, it's just ridiculous (gasps) Um, because I get invited to it all and graduations and all of that. Um, I had a family when I first started, well, a divorced family, and I used to go to the dad's apartment and he had remarried what appeared to be a um playboy, a playmate, I think she was. And she had and the and the girls were young. They were twins, and they used to bring me in her room, and it was red velvet, very <laughs> <from the> bizarre. <laughs> and then I'd go to the mom's apartment sometimes, and they would show me pictures of and there was like fighting between the mo- you know the ex-husband and wife and I was just like awkwardly in between things with scheduling sessions and the girls would show me pictures of their vacation with dad and the new stepmom and she would be topless and the oh pictures just oh like God. just crazy stuff I mean I've been doing it for so long and it's funny because I I'm finally segwaying out it's been almost 20 years and I always said well I'll stop doing this it, it's a business that fell in my lap and I'm so grateful for it um but I always said I would stop when my kids needed me to help them with homework, and that's exactly what's going on now. So I've. I'm, but is it I'm like different? Out.
0: Like when you're working with Mackenzie, there must be moments. Like if you're if you're a third party coming in, right? As a child or a student, you might think, "Oh, okay, this is you know, this is someone that my parents have hired." Like I, you're sort of on your best behavior when it's your own kid.
3: It must be a little bit different. Oh, yeah. Well, and I've had many teacher friends hire me to tutor their kids because they didn't right. want to do it themselves because <laughs> it's just a screaming match. Mackenzie's interesting because she's really, she's watched me do it for the past couple years and she knows what mommy does. And so she thinks it's pretty cool. But yeah, oh, there are fights. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny now that she's learning how to read. I had one of my first early readers. <laughs> she was adorable, but bonkers. So I do this game called Push It, Say It. It's phonics, you know, so it's like you're trying to sound out you know shut you're working on blends whatever and there's a card that has sh and then a card that has ut so you're like sh uh shut and you give them words to make and they work on blending sounds um and then sometimes i would just put out different um the phonemes we call them, like sound cards and have them make their own words. And she would be like, "Cla it, clit. And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> and it's happened with Mac sometimes where I like can tell she's about to make a, a bad word. And I'm like, oh no, that's not, you know, it's so funny to hear like a first grader, a kindergartner, be so proud of the fact that they sure. said, fuck, and you're like, oh, oh, is your mom in the kitchen? I've tutored a lot of kids, like with the parent right there in smaller spaces, and it's just weird. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. So, so do, do
1: your, kid, your kids go to private schools or yeah, public? Yeah, I'm, I'm
3: the tutor to the private student, mostly, yeah. I think most of my students have gone to various private schools in, in Manhattan and L.A. I know all about them. My daughter now goes to public. (laughs)
1: Um, She does? Yeah. that was a big deal. That was a big deal for you because that was a huge deal for you. Well, no. Why? Because you moved districts?
3: I'm a total product of Jersey Public School. My husband is not. He went to a blue blazer wearing private school um, in Philadelphia. But that was – we really wanted that for our daughter. We wanted her to be exposed to that environment. But I will say it's tough. She's in kindergarten now and because I do – you know, I've done what I've done for so long. She's only in school for three hours. She's used to a full day because of space. They don't have enough space. Yeah. And so it's been rough because – not rough because I do what I do, but I – you know, three hours of instruction is not enough for me, especially <laughs> – I'm sorry. A lot, are you working under the hood of a car? What are you doing? What are you doing? It's so loud.
1: <laughs> sorry. I, I thought I had you. know was opening a box.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Don't Well, it sounds like you're opening cans or and or working under the hood of a car. Yeah. Um, right after I met Megan, her husband actually got deployed uh, to Iraq and kuwait kuwait and um, oh, this is
3: crazy yeah
0: and i, I remember you were so this before you guys had kids but you were really like worried and well, it's like part of
3: the reason we became so close yeah. because he was leaving me for the first time and christine was there for me she's like do you want to go to this party and that party i was like yes please And yeah, she he was totally he my, was my a, girl like
0: a whole group of girls we you know you got really close to and we all kind of rallied around and you know you were alone for was it eight months
3: Almost a year. It's like eleven. Little... Yeah. So They're usually just under a year.
0: Randomly, um, about three or four months after he deployed, I got asked to go to um on a USO tour, which is where <laughs> I met Tiana Pappas, and I freaking saw him. We like hooked
3: up in they and hung Kuwait out and hung out and at Kuwaiti dinner. naval base yeah. where Saddam did all his stuff. I'm yeah. like, what I wake up one morning like, where and where do it's... you
1: go ha- where do you have dinner, Christine? Like at the like, Nobel. Oh, okay. oh, yeah.
3: No, there's no no There's no. <laughs> okay. There's no
0: We're in the mess hall. We have, like, you there's know, there's no lemonade. No,
3: there's <laughs> no, no lemonade. But exactly. there is
0: a Starbucks and there is a Domino's and there is a, uh, I think there was a Burger King.
1: Oh, on the base. is oh, there yeah. a Starbucks? Is there a Starbucks? Yeah,
0: on base. I have pictures of it.
1: Not to change the subject. Of Not to change the subject real quick, but first of all, thank him for his sacrifice we thank appreciate it
3: that. i appreciate that okay. so to
1: see and um but speaking of starbucks because i'm in atlanta okay i know it's a weird tan, you know tangent but because i have to get it off my you know how i am with my baristas right yes abusive <laughs> i mean it's not abusive it's just i just want it right okay you know and i feel like if you're going to charge me five dollars for a co- coffee oh i want it the
0: way i want it okay well what what are they doing
1: well, I've now switched over because I just uh, I enough with the fighting with them. So there's a mall and you, you know it in Atlanta, Christine Phipps. Yes. Which is a high end, like there's a Jeffries. There's like uh, there's a you know, there, it's like really high end. I think high a Louis Vuitton, end yeah, 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 they have it like yeah, it's like big okay big high end Beverly Hills. So there's a Starbucks there. So you would think That this would be the Starbucks of Starbucks, right?
0: I I guess. Okay.
1: (laughs) No. They don't care. Oh. Yeah. You do a mobile order and you ask for 2%, you're getting half and half.
0: Oh, that sucks. You you know? Really? Your life is really tough.
2: First
1: world yeah. really so first finally, world I, I reported them to the Starbucks. I said, give me your store number. I, I couldn't have it. And I just went a mile further to get my Starbucks. Anyways, I just, when you say Starbucks, I just want people to know that I appreciate not only his service for the military, but the fact that there are baristas out there who are providing good service as well. Thank uh-huh.
3: you. Coffee Beat actually does great uh-huh. stuff for the troops. They send stuff. I always, <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. I understand it's that, but the so coffee modern. bean is it's a it's a little bitter for me.
3: Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Got it. Well, <laughs> we all like now that
0: we've food. gotten your tastes out of the way, of <laughs> okay, inquiring okay. minds want to know.
1: Um, and feel free <laughs> to send me gift cards to Starbucks to the worst ever uh, email account.
3: It's my favorite Thanks. teacher gift to get is a Starbucks gift card. Yeah. Well, well I you students I, listening I just recently started this mobile app. I need. Well, well, I was oh, it's, the best. it's oh, awesome. Is that the best. what you're saying when yeah. you order? On the mobile app, no. and then you just go pick it you up. Go pick I it need up. to do that more. It's yeah. so easy. And then you're not it's waiting in line. A dream nice. come true. It's great. Oh, the lines are insane no matter which one you go to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a dream come true. That's cool. I need to do it. <laughs> well, Megan just
0: guested on uh, Hollywood Darlings this season <laughs> in an episode. I tried to get her on last season and she
3: couldn't do it. Because I just had Huck. Yeah. Because yeah, I but-
0: just. Her husband was on last season. You might remember him. It was an episode where I was pitching, uh, so funny. ridiculous ideas to a network and he was the male network executive and very, very funny. It was funny. Um, <laughs> he's really good when I can pull him back into acting. But Megan, in this season, uh, there's a ridiculous, uh, episode where I won't give too much away, but, um, I'm, I'm essentially faking my own death. And Megan is a, a, a super fan, super Al fan, Al Lambert fan. And she was literally dressed. In Al Lambert attire. We have that picture. We should. Yes. I will post that. The
3: actual shirt. It was
0: so stupid. I should have posted that for your birthday, quite honestly. Um, I was Christine. (laughs) And she gets. She gets to work, and I'm like, "She's like, really? This is what you're having me do? Really? I have to be your super fan?" And I'm she's like, like, "Sorry,
3: it was really fun, though. It was really fun. We had a blast. A really I was, I, I was a, a very mini militant super fan. <laughs> it was actually a really cool experience. I was telling my class the other day when I was teaching that it was a cool experience for me to to play with improv on camera, which I hadn't done. You yeah. know, um." And I'd look at you, because you're the pro with that stuff, and be like, oh, wait, is that going to match? Like, do I have to worry about, like... Yeah. But then, you know, just having the freedom to play. The acting teacher talks about, you sound like such a dork, but... Yeah, try something yeah. And, and
0: not be afraid of was, failing. You can't be afraid to fail. No. Because you and never know worry about gonna that. Work. And you and know like, that, don't worry about it. Yeah. They'll figure it out. And know that someone's going to come up and say, okay, let's lose this beat. Let's let's go straight from this to this. Uh, and then let's make the button this. Yeah.
1: They
3: would give us some stuff, but then we were coming up with stuff too. I had such fun playing with you then. It It was was really,
0: really it was awesome. Megan and I have had so many experiences over the years. Okay. Ted?
3: Ted. Ted Ted. I
0: think it was Ted. Ted.
3: We missed the movie. We missed the movie. Because we're supposed to go to the premiere of Sometimes Ted. we're not the most prompt people. But
0: it was also, do you remember trying to get there? Like yeah. every single, uh, yeah. like Highland was shut down was because of the, t- the premiere. I mean, we it was only, a nightmare.
3: Like we weren't super late, but we couldn't get into the movie anymore. So we yeah. went and had drinks. We had drinks. Do. Yeah,
0: as you do, next door at the Hard Rock. And then um, I think there was an after party somewhere. So then we decided to go get our car. Couldn't remember where I parked, At Hollywood and Highland in that lot I had to have
3: structure. It's um, the whole
0: city. Security guards drive us around in a golf cart, cart for about 25 minutes. We
3: could not find the damn car. So stupid. We've to, we always end up doing shit like that. We golf carts. <laughs> we call it golf carting. I'm like, are we? Even if it's not a golf cart, it's a metaphor for get your shit together. <laughs> I, invited,
0: <laughs> I invited. I Meg invited Megan to a Paris Hilton extension hair extension party. Pink cupcakes. Pink cupcakes. And there's, it's in Malibu. It was beautiful. It was when Stuart was deployed. Yeah. And I'm like, Megan, you wanna go to this party about a hair extensions? She's like, <laughs> I'm in. We go to this thing. Megan, there's like, they roll up this big pink carpet where they have all the, you know, the press line and everything. Megan drops a cupcake on the carpet and it just face down, just all the icing. And, and I'm like, like, oh my God, I just
3: dropped a cupcake at Paris Hilton's party.
0: She's like, what do I do? Let me get some napkins. And I think my quote was, oh, don't worry about it. They're just gonna roll it up at the end of the afternoon. And they did. They did. With the cares.
2: cupcake, I mean, we, it, like no,
0: <laughs> we took the cup. We oh. got the cupcake up, but she was like ready to take out the Resolve spot cleaner, and I was like, "Yeah, Don't no, this fine. is probably a disposable. Can't take me anywhere." It's fine.
3: <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> cupcake! There's so many
0: years ago. Oh, Megan, um, where do we find you on all the social media?
3: Um, Meg McNutt on everything. Um, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, and then you have you're starting another little yeah. business. Yeah, so um. Oh, and you can find me on uh, the acting studio is warnerlaughlin.com. dot com w a r n W-A-R-N-E-R-L-O-U-G-H-L-I-N. e r l o u g h l i n um and her classes. book just came out okay classes private coaching private coaching I'm teaching a uh, TV drama um. On camera audition intensive starting Wednesday, February seventh, from eleven to three p.m. It runs for six weeks. Amazing! And I'm doing something pretty cool. I'm I'm really excited about it. It's all about the different genres of TV dramas. So we're gonna do, um, you know, obviously the hour procedurals. That's we all know those. But like the new wave of sci-fi's, like the OA and nice. futuristic dystopias, like Handmaid's Tale. And it's all about really focusing on the world your character's trying to inhabit and the character work, like what matters because
1: so you get give out an of your example. Head then. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, What do you mean? Give you an example of what?
1: Like, what are you teaching? Like, let's be an alien. Each
3: week will be a different genre, and I'll assign... Sides from that genre and um, it's all really focused character work point being is you get out of your actor crazy brain which let's be honest sabotages us before during and after the audition so it's all about really focusing on the genre and that world and what you need to do to service that genre and then what you need to do to service the character within that genre so that you can not fuck up your audition and just really focus on what's important you should really get into that a lot
1: (laughs) I, I mean, I socks. sort of live it, I think.
3: Yeah, <laughs> to you.
2: All right, what's the difference between teaching for like a university versus like the private studio?
3: Um, Let's see. That's a good question. I mean, I had a lot more students at UCLA. It's 16 students in three hours. It yeah, was crazy. For them um, all to do yeah. scenes. That's oh, wow. eight scenes plus um, giving
0: notes. It's a you lot. get
3: a, a much more diverse group at the university, I found, um, which is cool. Different age groups um, and the studio. It's a it's a specific technique. Warner's technique is amazing. It's imagination based. So I teach that at UCLA. I, I you know taught many things. I want to expose them to lots of different things. So just different curriculum. I'm a teacher dork who uses words like curriculum and differentiation. <laughs> um yeah. So I have that coming up. So you can find me or find out about that on on my social media stuff and on warnerlaflin.com. But my little side business I'm starting hopefully to launch in a few weeks, hopefully, uh, connects back to my daughter and the tutoring stuff. I am starting a YouTube channel and website called thetinytutor.com because I am the tiny tutor. You are. And yeah, the whole thing came out of me wanting to, me starting to tutor my own daughter because she's only in school for three hours. And then some of my preschool mama friends from her preschool were like, what are you doing to teach Mac to read? They came over one Friday, we drank wine, the kids played, and then Mac and I did a little reading tutorial. And they're like, oh my God, this is awesome. And I was like, why don't I do, like, why don't I help parents? I yeah. have this, m- my background in training is really an early reading instruction. It's just that I got with these families and they didn't want to let go of me, so I would grow with them and help them get into college. So I missed that work. So I just decided to do this. Um, and my daughter's so excited. And now it's really turned into a labor of love for her. She asks every day, when are we starting the Tiny Tutor? Um... And the website's all populated with like her artwork and it's going to be really cute. So we're going to do weekly tutorial videos and then live videos. Um, It's going to focus mostly on early reading. So it's just a, it's a place for parents looking for, you know, tricks, easy and easy to implement um, tricks, tools, strategies um, for early reading. I'll start with her age, which is obviously six and then. You know, I'll always have extension exercises or versions that are not, you know, a little more remedial. And then I'm probably gonna do some early math too thing, you know, addition, subtraction, number sense, Math wraps. Math wraps. Okay, so when I was I'm gonna
1: probably I'm gonna try to take this class.
3: You should you should should. Yeah, you honestly (laughs) could use some
0: early remedial reading. Well, look (laughs) at all of us
3: that count on our fingers. If you can teach your kid when you're five or six to not count on your fingers, Mm -hmm. it's for any and the whole idea is that you should feel massively confident. teaching your kid. Isn't what?
1: counting, isn't counting on your, wait, what's wrong with counting your finger? Um, what, I don't, why? Mental why not count math. The
3: mental math, Al. There's ways to do it in your head. You don't have
1: to count. Well, those. I, it's weird because I'm really good with numbers. Like, I memorize numbers, although 7 plus 5, with, go. Uh, 35. Oh, seven 5? <laughs> uh, sorry, 12. <laughs> so wait, anyway, so listen, 24. Listen. Okay. Um, listen,
3: fast. he says.
1: Now listen to me, but Sometimes I have like a little dyslexia with numbers, like yeah. phone numbers. I'll remember all the numbers. I just might miss I might put them in different orders sometimes.
3: Well you know phone numbers are seven digits for a reason. That's what we should be able to uh remember. We are supposed to be able to remember um seven, links is, seven is numbers. The yeah. average
0: threshold of yeah. things you can remember.
3: Oh yeah, my uh, daughter's a lefty and she um she's constantly reversing numbers. But that's the kind of stuff I'm gonna talk about on this is like don't worry about it. Don't it's all about parents feeling confident but really so they can make their kids confident it's all about not having your child build up the wall where they think they can't do it because it takes years to break down that wall it's a lot of what i've done with my students
1: good good now speaking with youtube you know of the youtube what do you think what's your opinion on that kid that's being like
3: the kid who opens presents and is a freaking bajillionaire
1: yeah the he's being like like he did some weird suicide i don't know all the details. I just saw it at tmz oh wait i don't oh,
3: know you're, what you're talking oh, you're about you're talking
2: about logan paul the youtuber who shot yes. a dead body on his youtube oh channel. no i don't know about that what? that sounds horrific yeah he was like he
1: wait that was a real dead body steven
2: yeah it was a real dead body oh, he went to is... the suicide forest in japan which is this very beautiful sacred place where a lot of people go to die and he was like oh i want to learn about like life and stuff, bro. He was like wearing like a Shrek hat and stuff. And then he was like, think of how heavy. And there was no warning. And so tons of people, kids of all ages were just, oh were God. just exposed to this. And yeah, I mean, YouTube has cut all ties with him now. Really? Point. Well, yeah. good.
3: As they should. Yeah.
2: I mean, you can't,
1: He's made over $11 million just with oh, YouTube. Oh, that's
0: insane. It's the new last business. Last night, I was at dinner with two of my friends, and he, we start to get on this topic. There are There's a dude out there who has 5 million subscribers, and all he does is open
1: shit.
3: Yeah, no, this is what I was talking about, the little kid. No, this is
0: like oh. a grown man. Oh, there's who a- opens an iPhone. I just goes-
1: fucking opened three boxes. I could have done this. <laughs> you wasted your open You
2: wasted it
0: all. It's
3: called the opening.
0: They're like, I mean, so today we're going to be opening yeah. an
3: iPhone 10. They're very so, soothing. Yeah, I'm going to get the tiny tutor up there because I'm going to help people. I mean, it's for yeah. it's for parents who like, you know, I have all these jobs and the hours of. You think it's it, sorry, Christine, but you think raising kids is hard. Now wait till they have homework. It's yeah. that's another hour I have to do with her after I put my son okay. to bed. It's hard, and you don't want to neglect it and not do it. So I just want to give parents fun, easy things they can do, um, and just give it to them in manageable chunks. And I'm really passionate about are, it. Um, are you
1: gonna have a tagline like at the end of your YouTube? We'll session? let we'll
3: let my daughter be the be the in charge of that. We'll see what she says. <laughs> God only knows.
1: I feel like you need some sort of gimmick. He can't just like do we a. Like, you don't think the tiny tutor so
3: is gimmick enough?
1: I love the tiny tutor, but like you got to have like a lot of. Like, She's
3: child size. I'm like size. she, or, yeah.
1: or just like you end it with like now do your fucking math, or, you know whatever <laughs> it is.
3: I won't curse on, on it, but yeah, I'll yell at my daughter on it. I scream at her. <laughs> go, like mommy dearest. No.
0: <laughs> oh well, actually, before we go, speaking of, can you just tell quick your yeah. Uber story?
3: Oh, my God, yes. your so, Lyft story? Sorry. So quick, I'm coming home with my kids and 10 suitcases from Christmas from the East Coast. 10. 10 suitcases. We're insane. And we had so much, we couldn't fit in one car. Um, my husband this is had, after you also locked yourself out of your parents' house. I locked myself out inside. of my husband's, the home he grew up in. It's like an 1800s massive home. I was married there, like multiple stories. It was snowing and freezing. I had no coat. And I locked my six-year-old and a giant dog and my 18-month-old in the house. They're the only ones in the house. I had to scream through the window. It's. Oh, it would have been better if my son couldn't see me. He could see me through a lace curtain, but he couldn't <laughs> get to me. He was sobbing. It was about 30 minutes. I had to talk my six-year-old on how to get to my phone and unlock my phone and call my husband who was with his parents at a Different place, oh, it was nuts. Yeah, and I was like, "Why didn't she just open the door?" She's like,
0: "No, no, no. This is like, um, this is a house from like a different era. Yeah, there are so many ways, like the the locks, everything just locks when you close yeah. the door. You uh.
3: have to." And like- the worst part was, as soon as I did it, I knew I did it. And Mackenzie and Huck, my kids, were on the third floor. And I've taught my daughter very well: you don't come when there's strangers. You don't go to a door if you don't know who it is. She wouldn't fucking come downstairs <laughs> because she thought it was a stranger and she's sobbing upstairs as she should as a six-year-old because mommy said i'm just going out to get the diaper bag i'll be right back and, and now there's some strange and now knocking. there's like insistent like non-stop doorbell ringing and for 10 minutes Where are I'm, you i'm on i'm outside and she's on the third floor connecticut Is it
1: winter Oh, it's a no, in it's Pennsylvania. Yeah, oh, it just happened.
3: And I'm screaming through the window, Mackenzie, it's mommy! And I I love my girl, but man, I loved her on this night. She finally, and she can't, she really can't carry Huck. He's, he's a big dude. She carried him down three flights of stairs and she got to the last landing and saw me through the window and she's oh sobbing and she's like, I don't know what to do, mommy! And Huck is oh. sobbing and I'm like, honey, I'm so proud of you. It's me, it's not a stranger, it's mommy. And I've locked myself out. It was nuts. <laughs> it sounds like she, a Lifetime movie. She got my oh, husband yeah. on the phone and he talked her through how to open the side door, which was an easier lock for her. And next thing I hear is, mommy, mommy. And I turn around and she's with me on the outside in pajamas, no coat, no shoes, no socks, <sighs> and hucks alone on the inside. And so then she, I went back with her through the side door and rescued my son and had to like hold him for 30 minutes to calm him down. Oh. <gasps> It's horrific. I'm not a bad parent, I promise. <laughs> no, these things happen. I remember when a
0: friend of mine accidentally locked her daughter inside her car. I did that with and Mac. And because so many so many times you give your kids keys as you're like, yeah, to play with. She went inside to, you know, put the groceries on the front stoop and the kid locked the door and yeah. had the keys in her hand. Clever. Yeah, it's horrific. It's horrific. so scary. All right, I'm sorry. Go to your Uber story and then I'll and then it. Yeah, I'll so this guy was driving
3: so we got a lift um and he comes to pick us up. My husband was getting on the Van fly flyaway to get our car that was at friend's house because um, we couldn't fit all the bags. And this lift guy comes and he's super nice and cool and he gets all our bags in and we're driving home. It's like an hour and a half in the car from LAX to Burbank. And um, I had told Mackenzie before we got in the lift, she pukes a lot. She's car sick a lot. I said, if you think you have to puke, just take the plastic bag. Here it is. Hide it in your hand. Don't say a word. So we get driving, (laughs) and I'm talking to George. I know his name is George from Lyft. So what do you do, George? He says, I used to play football. I knew it. I said, who'd you play for, George? He said, oh, I used to play for the Cowboys very shortly, but I played for the Seattle Seahawks. I'm like, Really? He's like, what do you do? I said, oh, I'm an acting teacher. And then he goes into his whole story about, oh, my friend's on ballers and I'd love to get into acting. And we like totally hit it off, right? And I'm telling him like, now's your time, George. Like they want, you know, I've seen countless breakdowns and they want actual NFL players. They don't care if you don't have any training. Like, and he really <laughs> wants to get into it. And he's so happy he's met me. And, um, meanwhile, We get about halfway home and my daughter starts puking and you can hear her. And I'm like, oh my God, George, I'm so sorry. She's in a bag. I promise you. No, first I said, she didn't puke. And then you just hear Uh, obvious puke. And I'm like, okay, she puked. It's in a bag. And he's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He's like, I rent this car from Lyft. I'm like, oh my God, thank God. (laughs) And then I look at Mac and she's like, I didn't puke, mommy. I did puke. (laughs) And then he pulls over and like gorgeous neighborhood in like Larchmont next to trash cans and he says do you want me to carry the bag to the trash can I said I'm not going to make you carry my daughter's puke I said I'll carry it but please I trust you now I hope I'm right don't drive away with my children (laughs) so I leave my kids in the car with George the former NFL player to throw away Max Puke we get home and then we just, you know, exchange numbers and um, you, may um, yeah, you may have a new client. Yeah, I may have a new client because you never know who's going to drive know who's you home going and, and drive in your car. He was a really sweet guy and he wants to learn how to act. So. And then I, like,
0: of course, had to look him up and I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh my god, he used to yeah. play for USC. Yeah, like he's looking to play up his whole career. Same thing.
3: I texted my brother, a huge sports fan, and he's like, yeah, he used to play for USC. I'm like, he was my Lyft driver. <laughs> I may teach him soon. <laughs>
0: Crazy! Oh, life. Megan, All right, thanks well, for, for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, and, guys. And
1: before we go, I also want to say to our fans: What are we going to air this before?
0: Would you um, stop talking about when we're airing things? <laughs> now I have to go in and edit it.
1: <laughs> well, I'm guys, asking, we're done. We're done. Stop talking. Guess. Stop no, talking. No, stop asking, talking. to me. Stop Stephen, talking. Christine, You're done. We're not me.
0: having you on. I'm, just,
1: just no. Goodbye. I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening. As always, amazing. I am Christine Laken. You can find me on all social media at yo That's right. I just hung up on him. I can't ta- I can't deal with him anymore. Steven <laughs>
2: Uh, you can find me at Stephen Ray Morris.
0: And you can find Worst Ever Podcast at Worst Ever Podcast and Worst Ever PC. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to hate on a lab, please, I welcome it. Worst <laughs> Ever Podcast at Alec Led And at Worst Ever Podcast at gmail.com. Megan, you're a delight and a treat.
3: Love you guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> See you next week.